What up? Welcome to a podcast of Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 323. On this episode, I'm joined by Omnis and Art. We talk about the Patreon, merch shop, music label, making music, social media, music talk, playlists, pre-saves, collabs, mixing, music releases, and more music talk and a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? Uh, first thing first, we're going to get to here in the holiday season. Patreon.com slash a podcast. You can go there, give a dollar or more a month, get early access to the podcast. It's more than that. It's about providing a good feeling in your heart uh, that can last you the whole year round. Um, if you give enough, you can be a co-producer. Um, those would include my mother, Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear, It's your boy H2.com and Graveyard Entertainment. Uh, keeping this fucker going. That's what I say. Um, also, we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash apodcastlemo. Uh, you can get you a cool apodcastlemo t-shirt. Um, that's some elite exclusive shit right there. So I would look into it. You know, when you're flush with cash, children, all the children that listen to this podcast, you know, your grandma gave you gave you all that that moolah. You go, go spend it on a T-shirt. That's what I say. Um, all right. This week, uh, we're calling the homie Omniscient Art. He is out of Nashville. He is a rap artist slash engineer, also a producer. I don't think he does it as much these days, but I know he does that as well. Um, the homie for sure. And I needed someone, and that's how the end of the year is going. It's like I got him just scrapping this shit together, and uh, he's he had some. He said he can talk, so we're gonna see what we're gonna talk about. So anyway, let's give him a call. Yo, can you hear me? I can. Came in so quietly with no beeps or anything, it threw me off. I'm sneaky. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a lot. You know, you get on Skype, it's fucking beeping and booping all over the place, but Discord's <laughs> just fucking. I have arrived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like new shit. Um, so what's been going on, man? Ooh, a lot of work, a lot of stuff, bro. A lot of, a lot of moving parts that have little to do with me, but like things I get to be a part of. Yeah. Know? Well, I mean, I saw, you know, through your Twitter, it's, you know, you're basically always trying to just decipher what tweets mean all the time, but it seems like you have a, <laughs> uh, a record label possibly or something close to that in the works, at least the ground floor thought process. Yeah. It's more like, the thought process or the concept of the label in general, um, like what a label would be doing if we were to form one. Cause I don't, I don't like the idea of clumping artists together, especially if they don't like have, you know, anything to do with each other. Um, but I know enough artists to where like I could start a label, but a lot of these artists have no relevant ties to each other. Excuse right. me. So it's more like what, what can we do to move like one, uh, grow like one, um, and, and like w- without having a label on it? Because to me, if you don't like one artist on a label, you're probably not going to give the other ones a chance. Um, that's just kind of how I see it. If you don't like Kendrick Lamar, probably not going to give Absol a chance. You know, you're probably not going to give Schoolboy a chance. And that's that's just how I see labels as like an all or nothing thing. So I wouldn't want a group artists that have little to do with each other 
into something that could get dismissed in all like one swoop or whatever. Right. Um, well, to me, I think if I was doing a modern day label and maybe I will someday, I've still, I've been talking about for years about LL seeing something that at this podcast and then my music can fall under so I can uh, do that shit for tax purposes, but I'm just right. lazy and don't. And, uh, but in my mind, like if I ever had anyone join me or be like officially on my team, I would need them to like do the shit I don't do. And then I would do the shit I do for them. You know, if that makes sense, like, right. You'd want to find what it is. Complimentary parts, if you will, you know, um, absolutely. So I could definitely see the benefit of it or how like some people are just more social media savvy or they might enjoy that part more, you know? So you're like, yes, thank you. You can fucking tweet for me. Absolutely. And it's not all <laughs> artists either. Like not right. everybody can be a fucking rapper. Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like some people do things better than other people. Like you said, you know, like I happen to take a little bit better photos than some of the other people I'm around. Like none of us are photographers. Mine just happened to look a little bit better. Right. And so like in comparison, it looks like I should be the photographer. We also have a few designers to do like album artwork, for example. Um, and they do artwork better than I do or than anyone on Fiverr that I could hire type of type of deal. And like we could just go to them and it's they're like they are not part of the label per se, but it's it's making sure you know where your connections are, because I, I look out at the Internet and at the local talent and it's just all raw passion and work. And some people are just working with little direction. And it's not so much like what direction can I give them, but it's like what work can I bring them? Because it's, these people are getting paid. We're not just like getting free shit. Like <laughs> everyone's getting fucking paid. Right. Well, and I was just going to say, you mentioned the photographer, like on DistroKid now on your teams, you, I mean, you can literally put a percentage yeah, to your photographer. Absolutely. They could have a DistroKid. Like, I mean, I do think there are ways to do it. Um, Like many of people, like I'm not great at engineering. I mean, you hooking me up with this fresh air app really You're getting better. Bro. Uh, You're getting a lot better. Yeah. I took a big step. I think like, I don't know what it was. I'm not, I, and I've said this on other podcasts, how you tell me about the fresh air thing uh, really was awesome. And something about the way it made my voice instantly like saturate in a good way or whatever the fuck it's doing. Uh, it made sure. me uh, figure out the other mixing stuff. Right. And so I keep going back to old beats and old songs and I'm like, Oh, my drums are just so low and my melodies are so loud and I just want to redo them all. And uh, I had this argument with CJ Jones all the time where he's like, dude, you can't just keep going back and redoing shit. And I was like, I think I can though. Like I have like 600 project files I've made all time. I literally, I literally think I can go back to all of them, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think it, I think it depends on how, how much you believe in that song. Right. Because like, you can go back and redo your whole thing, but like you could also make some new shit. Yeah. That's it, his it really argument as well. On, and I get, that. yeah, it really <laughs> depends on what you believe in more at the time. If you feel like a song or a message or a beat, like didn't get enough shine, then yeah, you know, like go back and do it. Right. Well, <laughs> what happened recently was I took all, I took down all my beats I had from 2019, you know, and I yeah. knew I was starting my beat store too early. So anyone out there that know, like, Everything I read was like, you're doing it too soon. But I was like, I'm going to fucking do it because I just I wanted to, you know, and now I sold a beat or two here or there. So I mean, whatever. But I, I took them all down, redid all of them. And I think they're all so much better now, you know, and I'm putting them all up uh, here in the month of December. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But now I go back and listen to the ones from like the beginning of 2020. And I'm like, well, those kind of suck, too. So like how far 
do I need to go? You know, so I don't know. It's a debate right. I've been having lately. Yeah, I, I think at some point you just got to like start cutting things off and chalk it up to experience like things you just kind of know from now on. That's true. That's true. Well, and honestly, I wouldn't even worry too much about it, but I'll still sell beats that are like two years old that I think are oh, yeah. good, you know, Absolutely. And I'm, so I'm like, I should just honestly leave it all the fuck alone, <laughs> like not even worry about it at all. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, in all honesty, that's probably what I would do. Uh, if like if I was in that position, I I know we're obviously not but, like if you feel like you're getting better at producing anyway, plus old beats are selling like I would just keep continuing to make new stuff because even though you're redoing like older things, you're still working with like the bones of an older production style or less experienced uh, you. Right. You know? Whereas you could lay down a, a better, sturdier foundation of making something new. Right. Well, and, and you'll you'll probably get what I'm about to say. Uh, for like all boom bat beeps for the most part, anything like under 100 BPM, you like always put the snare like on like the one and the three or whatever. And then like traps like the two and the four, whatever the thing is that like always fucking works out. And uh, then everyone, the other <laughs> oh, but yeah, the thing like everyone does. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so simple. It's what you do the very first thing. If you're like someone experienced making hip hop beats, that's like kind of the first thing they see if like the melody works or whatever. But like I started pulling up all these old files and I just like didn't even have a snare. You know, like, or like, I just, I would like just not even have shit or like it, something would be like so different. And I'd be like, well, I'm scrapping all these drums. And then sometimes I would lean into it and I'd be like, well, let's change all these to this sort of noise. And then I'll just put right. new drums right. on it, you know, and stuff. But the, I came across a lot of weird shit. And so for anyone that cares, my beats come out in December, you might notice some sound like old beats. And that's because they were, but I really feel like I really polished them up. And I, I remade about 40 beats. <clears throat> probably more than that. And I kept about 10 of them for myself, you know, my yeah. old beats. And even if you don't use them, like even if you don't make them into beats, just like make the loops, go right. back, redo the melodies, make the loops or like even redo the drums, save the, the drum loops, you know, just start making your own packs of stuff that you didn't use. No, that, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I have saved some melodies that I'm like, I don't know what to do with the drums, but I like this melody and maybe someday. And yeah. so I'll just yeah, absolutely export it. Uh, but yeah, anyway, lots of fun doing that shit. So I just recommend that. And then also in December, just shout my own self out. I have a, I'm remade my first self-produced project because I didn't have, when I pulled up the project files, like shit wasn't there anymore. Right. And I was like, God, I lost all this and I didn't have any of my audio. So I was like, well, I'll just rewrap it. Cause I, my new mic, it's not new, new, but it's newer than the one I had then sounds better. Right. And I've gotten better at mixing. And I kind of, re I redid that whole album. I mean, it's only eight songs in a week. I just remade the beats and, uh, did something close to the melody. And also those things weren't in key. Like I didn't know what that was. Even on these beats I remade, like I was still just putting everything in A, C and E cause it spelled ACE. And to me that was fun and I didn't get it. And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the title of my next single. Oh, hell yeah. Perfect. Is, is ACE. <laughs> well, hopefully you use those, uh, those as your bass keys. Cause that was my whole method for a year. <laughs> Uh, I just I didn't understand and I saw people it's like you don't have to do things in key and so I just never learned it but then once I did I was like oh yeah this makes way more sense have like root notes and shit and I don't know I still don't know it all but I know enough to know I was an idiot I mean that that's growth right for sure <laughs> recognizing it's the first step yeah so I uh, remade all this it's coming out Christmas Eve which is a shitty date I know no one's gonna listen to it but also I'm like remaking a three-year-old album yeah you know? yeah so, right the I, yeah, I mean, I don't like, uh, you know, dropping stuff in the holidays. That's why I'm not dropping anything in November, December. But uh, 
if you were ever going to drop something like that, it's, this is probably the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, I didn't want it to count because they won't count it on my little Spotify numbers and all that stupid shit because it'll be at this time of the year that it'll just get overlooked. And I was like, yeah. but I do want to remake it. Um, and like I said, I only committed about a week to it. Uh, it was really easy actually re-recording the vocals. I didn't think it was going to come back you know, as quickly as it did. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, I remember me doing this or whatever. So it's like me doing an imitation of those emotions. Cause, and so it doesn't quite sound the same. It's like me doing a performance of it. I mean, I, I, I hate, I hate to be a spoiler alert, but that's what you're going to have to do when you perform. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like, I, I know you've talked about, you haven't performed, but like, once or something like once or twice uh, i mean uh, I, I used to freestyle back in the day like in bars and stuff but i've never yeah, like performed like, songs are not yeah. like yeah like your totally actual different. songs have a deal yeah yeah um like that you still gotta channel that emotion uh or like that vibe at some point right i mean honestly that would be the biggest fear and that's why like karma was on last week or the week before whenever that was and i explained how i hadn't performed um but if i did i wouldn't want anyone i, I knew in real life to be there you know like i would See, want all strangers <laughs> See that I I feel the opposite after, after performing I feel the opposite. Oh really? After See I just performing. I, I'm not like trying to get all time. like weird about depression or something you know in front of these people because then people want to talk to you afterward. You know like there's a reason like yeah. I have lots I mean, of weird depressive <laughs> thoughts but I don't bring them from this podcast because I don't want people that listen to me to fucking DM me about it. Yeah I, yeah I I see where you're coming from. I I would agree with that. Um I think it's. I think it depends on the type of show you're putting on and type of music you make. For sure. Um, and my cousin so like, Snappy won't even play our songs in the dispensary because we talk about eating pussy too much. It's horseshit. I mean, that's I, that's kind of more on par with the setting. Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like I, That still may not be the most professional or, or most uh, respectful thing to be playing. But like, uh, it's true. It's true. It would fit more in a dispensary rather than depression on a on a stage at like a bar or venue or something. It's true, but not if your mom's there. You know, so yeah, I'm saying I mean, strangers. Do, do you feel like do you feel like you're a depressed artist? Because you don't come off as one. I don't. I don't feel like you're depressed. You may talk about anxiety a lot, but like, uh, I think like friends. I have a couple like the, my pessimist EPs or whatever, and I'm thinking about redoing those. Speaking of redoing shit, uh, I think I could just. <laughs> I have two of them that are each four songs. I was like, well, I could just remake those into eight songs. So like the pessimist app, like, like that's where my brain's been at lately. Um, and I do think I think when I rap about being depressed or those sort of feelings, I think it's the most genuine thing I do. And so I do think it comes across when people do hear it as like, oh shit. Um, but I do, I do know most people don't like it. You know, I've sent shit into like review shows where it's like has those themes and most people are like, yeah, this, we don't like this, but I do, you know, like I don't really make it for other people, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually just having a talk with uh, one of my homies about uh, like, I, I feel like there's a certain line or a threshold where the art you make for yourself like people say they they only do this for themselves or whatever all the time. It's like, okay, well then why are you even sharing it with right. us? You know, because if if it's only for yourself and you don't care what people think, whether good or bad, what why even upload it? Why even share it with people? Because the biggest thing for me in, in music and art right now is sharing it with people. Like, because that that's what it is. If if not, you could you could have kept it in your head. You wouldn't have to waste time on a mix. You wouldn't have to waste time on a beat. You could keep this phenomenal music in your head if all you wanted to do was keep it for yourself. Right. I like think that doesn't make any sense. I think what people 
should say, at least this is my take, because I mean, applying that logic like this podcast, for instance, this could just be a conversation between us. Why put it out or whatever if we didn't care? But but like you are look, you you only or what you should only care about are are is your audience, like your potential audience. Like so you don't care if people don't like it because it's not for them, but you would care about if the people that do normally like your shit don't, but then again, some, some artists also would be like, well, that's not up to them, you know, or whatever. I don't know. I, the, I approach it as uh, my more realistic, more depressive shit. Like on my last uh, album, like great's probably my favorite song on the album. Right. And then like the last three songs, for instance, are all kind of sad ish, not like sad, but like they lean towards like this depressing sort of mindset. But those are like for me, but like foreign whip is a song I make for my homie powwow who I know will hear it and start dancing, you know, cause like that's right. his personality. And like, that is who I made that song for. And then it bleeds over to skinny as well. Cause he's my new homie that hangs out, you know, the most. And so I want, there's some songs I make. I want him to hear it and be like, Oh shit. You know? And he does every time he hears me on a collab, he's like, bro, you ate that up. And I know it's like just him being like a friend, but like I, you still want that reaction, right? You don't want right. people to and be like, "Oh, that sucked." <laughs> right, and I, th- this might sound a little bad, but like, I don't think everybody needs save everybody, but saving quote unquote saving people indirectly just by being yourself. I don't think everyone has to be trying to always make super serious serious songs because it'll. It'll drive you nuts. It'll keep you in that anxiety type of mind. Like it's a feedback loop. And and I don't see you as a depressed artist, but I do see a lot, a lot of depressed artists who are thinking bad thoughts, making bad music, and ingesting bad entertainment and like keeping themselves in a feedback loop where nothing could ever like get better. It's like a environment that just thrives on itself. Right. And so like, I think people just have to breathe for a second and just like relax, look at yourself in the mirror. What type of music do you really want to make? Right. Well, I think you also have to just look at your personality. I I think each different personality types can make different stuff. So like, I think what really helps me is I have a pretty cool delivery and flow, you know, like if I want to turn that on and it helps me sound like cocky. Right. And I do underneath it all which i'm sure most people that know me know this i have this whole like i am better right or like i think i am the smartest person in the room sort of thing but on the outside to most people i'm extremely self-deprecating because like that's just my humor right like i just that's just the way i am and so i do think that mixture allows me to kind of like be self-deprecating but also have moments where i can be kind of probably too confident in certain areas um but it it works so i think that does make me not seem so depressing you know like i'm gonna still talk some shit on a microphone i'm not gonna sit there and and cry about it but also i have this feeling like like there's plenty of times like i posted something today on twitter that was like a semi-depressing and i almost didn't and there's plenty of times i type shit and i'm like no one gives a fuck about this and i just delete it you know like because that is my mindset you got it out of your head yeah you got it out of your head though yeah, that, that's what I see Twitter as you could you, Twitter is just to get shit out of your head, like get it out, share it with people. If it's bad, delete it. Like who fucking cares? Like it, it's out of your psyche now. Like, right. I have people tell me like my Twitter is is so negative and so toxic and like so this or that. But honestly, and this this is super self braggish, but like if you talk to people who know me in real life and have worked with me in the actual studio, I am the most, like, kept person and focused and 
humbled in the moment just because we're here type of person. But then I'll go talk some mad shit on Twitter and everyone's like, oh, he's just a fucking negative asshole. Right. Well, it's just like, let means- me let me like find a space to, to to like be hype and super confident and cocky and feel like I'm the smartest person in the room because like real people know that you're not but like you're a fucking rapper and an artist you should feel like a fucking god you should feel like you have superpowers like right well I- you should not apologize for feeling great <laughs> Right. I mean, and that, that's all good points. And I also think, I mean, because Twitter isn't the real world. I know it's a very typical thing to say hey. since Dave Chappelle, you know, <laughs> made it very popular, but we all know it's not. And even like the things politically people get upset about on Twitter is not what people like in the real world seem to care about, at least where I live and stuff. So like you just always have to remember, like it is somewhat a different world. But like me, I I kind of had to like hide a majority of what I do from the world, right? Like in real life, I don't know if I have to, but I do. And it, that has a certain effect. So like, it is fun to be on the internet and like, I'm one, you know, I'm eight of the mo on the internet and people know I make rap music or whatever and, and make beats. Bro, people know me as art. People know me as Omni in real life. Like it, there is no, for me, for Nashville, like there is no internet you and then a you in real life. Like it's all part of one thing. And I, and I think like no disrespect to like people who only do their music on the internet, but it, it's so different and you present yourself differently and you carry yourself differently because th- there's no front. There's nothing you have to uphold. Like it's just an extension of you and social media becomes so much easier to navigate when you just use it as an extension of what is happening in the real world. Like you see most of my photos were, or of other people that I'm around or like at a show or that I'm just out with other artists or in the studio. Like those are real things happening, you know, like it's not just happening on the internet. I I think we forget that so easily because you can do anything on the internet. That's fucking awesome. You can learn anything from YouTube. Like, no, you don't have to go to college for any of this shit. You could do everything from a fucking laptop. But because of that, I think we we start forgetting other people again. And like we stop sharing our art with other people and we stop getting in the studio with other people. We stop going to shows with other people. And like COVID has something to do with it. But like it's been happening before this too. Like right. <laughs> a lot of people on the internet don't like me on the internet because they only know me from the internet. Right. Well, I do think in, you know, cause I'm sure I'm guilty of this. There are plenty of people I see on the internet and I don't like them. You know, I happen to like you, I guess, but I, I mean, there are other people who I like mute. Cause I'm like, every time I see them comment on someone's shit, I just, I want to disagree. And so instead of having that feeling, I will just mute them. And then you know, like, so maybe I'm being unfair to certain people. Yeah, bro. I mean, I'll be honest. I probably blocked a handful of listeners who are listening to this right now, just cause I can't deal with you on my timeline and Mo reposts you just to fucking show love but like i don't agree with x y or z so it's like i i'm not gonna waste time right. like either over time i'm not gonna waste my time i'm not gonna waste your time like we just go keep stuff stuff moving right yeah and i mean a lot of it isn't even um like personal like some people like a lot of people like yeah, right, right i mean for instance there is one like i sent uh, a song into one music review thing and like 
one of the dudes was a rapper and his response of like the way he dismissed it. I was like, I'm just going to go mute and block that person because I know I'm going to say something stupid because I've heard their music. Right. And like, <laughs> and I don't like that music, you know, but that doesn't, I don't know. I, and yeah. I hear all kinds of music on my podcast. I don't necessarily like, I wouldn't listen to, but I'm like, I get the value of it or whatever. Yeah. So uh, yeah. anyway, I mean, that's neither here nor there, not to bring up all these ugly feelings, but the internet is, um, it's a weird place. And I do try to right. remember that, like, you know, it's just not real, you know, so just none of it matters necessarily. Yeah, you can you can definitely make real connections off the Internet, but you have to be a real ass person. Right. Like uh, there are a few p- people that like I am friends with because we talk all the time. Absolutely. You know? Fucking our producer, Luke, like <laughs> he's like the in-house producer of the label that doesn't exist. He's all the way in fucking South Africa. Like I only met him because of Twitter, right? And now he produces everybody. Yeah, I uh, produced a CJ Jones newest album, and I, I I don't really like using the word produce with the way I did it. I provided the beats, but like he mixed it, and engineered it, and he done some chops, and like you know he did his thing yeah. too. So, yeah. uh, but I provided the beats for it and had a couple of verses, and like through that because I think he is such a nice person. Because like you do say like uh, you know people don't like you on the internet. I think you'd be surprised how few people really like me on the internet. It's just that I got a few strong ones that share my shit a lot. Uh, but I get a lot of producers and rappers who I notice that share a lot of other people's shit, but not mine. And I think it's cause I don't share theirs. You know, like I don't, I'm just not going to share everyone's shit necessarily. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I was yeah, going with that, but I, yeah, I, 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 I feel think, the hate. I think you're in a position to give people an opportunity to like either come on this show or be on a Spotify playlist or, or whatever it is. And so because of that, I think people, I don't want to say people use you, but like you're, you're in a position to give opportunity and, right. and people recognize that. Yeah. And I mean, there's been times like, I think it's all fun for like, I have people that like really listen. To this. We're kind of, we're trying to make this week, the FFL, the frequent fucking listeners. We know who y'all are. <laughs> um, we're going to make a shirt eventually. Uh, you know, we have people that really listen and like there's been people that called in that I did not think were good and I didn't have on ever again or I haven't had on for like a really long time. Then I give them another chance. Like I had someone that call in that was like you could hear them clicking their game controller the whole time. And then they admitted at the end that they were playing like Madden or whatever. And dude, like I love video games, right? Not even anything interesting. I wouldn't even be fu- I would never do that to like a podcast. Like, I don't know. I think I'm good when I call on a podcast. You know, maybe I'm biased, of course. But like when I listen to a podcast, I'm like, I was engaging and I was like bringing shit up. And then like I have some people that they think it's like. I don't know what they think is going to happen. No one fucking listens to this. We got like 30 to 40 fucking loyal listeners, maybe. And like, you know, maybe some of them will like you, but I don't know what Bro, people 30, think. I 30 don't know. people is a lot of people. 30 people is a lot of people. Apparently we're real in the top half of all podcasts of in the world with those numbers. Uh, so I, I can't fit 40 people in the room I'm currently in. That's true. That's true. I couldn't either. It's a good point. Um, and then the music episodes, we get a few more listens because, you know, artists will tune in and shit. But like the amount that share the podcast has gone down like i don't know so i understand and it's because the numbers don't look as good you know i stopped like friends i used to just have uh, my work computer used to just play the playlist all the time help hook some people up with some plays and then uh they put this filter on that like it can only go so long i think people saw their numbers drop and they were like fuck it not worth it anymore when i'm like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh, fucks. uh but I mean, that's the world, you know, so I, I'm just saying like and also I'm sure you saw uh, we had this dude Hexel who I play on the podcast. He was one of these new age fucking uh, junkie rappers. And, 
you know, I DM'd with him trying to like, I don't know, he all fucking was brat, always compliment me, right? And then uh, I'd say something about him on the podcast of like, I like his direction. I can't wait. You know, you, once he gets more comfortable and confident with his voice, because he still had that voice um, where it's like kind of like just talking, you know, it's not like rapping necessarily. It's just like his normal voice. Yeah. And so I was just like, once he gets more confident, and he got like so pissed, went on the internet, fucking got all mad at me. Yeah, I was a big old fat virgin or something. And, uh, I was just like, oh, it's so crazy how like quickly it can turn. But like that didn't affect me because like he's not a real person, you know, like right. he's just you, you only know them from the Internet, the right. Internet things like. And so I had people hit me up of like, hey, are you OK? And I was like, listen, I'm a married man. Someone call me a virgin isn't an insult. <laughs> and like call me. Fat. I've been fat since second grade, man. Like I've been called fat my whole life. Like that's not it don't bother me. And like, I honestly, yes. I'm not even fat. Yes, like today's standards, <laughs> like I'm like stocky or whatever but like there's like obese people bod. these days you know yeah, and dad, bro. <laughs> and i've what what's also fun is i weigh about hmm, 30 pounds less than what i graduated high school at so like all my friends you know have gained weight and i'm i look about the same just You're have a beard. one yeah yeah and i've lost just a little bit <laughs> so it didn't bother me but it was really fun to be able to post his dms of like how great he thought my album was and i was like this is the same guy who's saying i'm shit or rapping it's crazy but yeah. he could have thought I was shit and then just lied to me in my DMs. But either way. Well, that's the thing with the Internet people. They can just turn so quickly because they have nothing to lose and nothing to gain, really. But like right. once you get around people like in the actual workplace, there's like there's a certain respect you got to have for people. And right. if it's not mutual, then obviously it's fuck that person. But like most of the time when you can get in the same room with somebody, even if you don't really fuck with them, if you know, if I'm engineering an artist that I like, and he brings in a feature that I don't fuck with. I'm still going to get the shit done. Right. You know, like that's, that's how we fucking work. Everyone's getting paid. Everyone's getting something to like something out of it. You know, like it's, it's, it's the same type of work. Like people go into nine to five and respect people. They don't even fucking like, like you respect coworkers that you don't fuck with. You have to respect customers that you do not fuck with. And if you didn't work there, you'd fucking yell at them for the way they treated you. Right. I mean, like, that's such it's a crazy. good point on a co I have a coworker and I'm not putting him on blast. I don't think he knows this podcast even exists, <laughs> but he's a complete, you know, Q guy, right? And it's really his wife is more, but he'll come home from his lunch break. He's like, did you hear about it? And it's whatever the new Q conspiracy is. And I, I entertain it cause it's fun. And I'm like, Oh hell yeah, man. But like, and I think because of that, I'm not going to go online and someone like has a different political opinion than me. And then me going to fucking argue with them. Like, I've, I work next to people that believe crazy shit, right? Like, I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. and, I, I really, and I like him. I love this dude I work with. I'm not saying anything bad about him at all. Some of the shit I've recorded for other people, like, especially like the politically motivated stuff, like, it's it's just like, this is all right. All right. I'm, I'm going to mix this so I can normally mix it. Because when I'm mixing stuff, bro, like, I don't even hear lyrics until I'm done with the song. Right. Like, I'm not listening to words. I'm I'm listening for like, depth and and width and frequency content so like you know i'll have keenan right behind me or something who's like hey bro what'd you think of that bar and i i can't even tell him even if we've heard it you know a hundred times in a row because i have it on loop i couldn't even hear a word because that's not what i'm listening for i have a completely random thing to bring up to you but you mentioned frequencies and all that reminded me so so this guy he wanted to come on the podcast and maybe someday i'll have him on but he wanted to talk about like addiction and and overcoming it and i was like dude i'm probably like addicted to some shits like i don't i don't know if this is like (laughs) i don't know if i want this right and and that was my approach (laughs) 
And I was like, but I really appreciate it, you know, the interest. And then he had, then he hit me up later and was like, hey, I need these meditation music made uh, and I'll pay you money if you make these. And then they like showed me like send me YouTube videos of like the type of stuff. And I'll be honest, I'm just I haven't been making music long enough, or at least especially in that style, to even know really what the fuck's going on. But I do know it's all about like different hurts and shit. And then uh, oh, yeah. I have a friend uh, who's helped me bring back this washer and dryer this last week. And we're in his truck and he's playing this weird fucking meditation music. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, bro, if it's at 480, see hip hop's at 440 and that's bad. That's what makes everyone depressed. But when you make it at whatever, whatever hurts, that does the, and he had all these crazy theories, right? And I was like, listen, dude, I make music like every day. I don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. So have you heard of any of this? Yeah, so I, how I understand it, and this I, this could be wrong, but this is just from my from my engineering background, right? But when you hear when you hear like single frequency at a certain tone, it's not only at that frequency. Like there's overtones in right. everything. So for starters, it's not just one single frequency. It's it's a it's a harmonic of that frequency it's like all the c's um, or whatever if you hit a c right something like that um yeah but it i don't i'm like i'm not a thousand percent sure that it's it's all octaves of c's because it's like you would have to bring up a uh, a signal generator plus like an eq where you see where the frequencies are hitting at, and you'll like if you have that signal at a you know at 40 hertz or whatever and everything above that would would show like every increment of that harmonic um and so that's that's how i understand it right. as far as like tuning but and we listen to has frequency in it what i understand tuning things to a certain frequency after sun's made i'm not a thousand percent sure that really does anything like i know it makes it sound slightly different but it's to me it's like uh almost playing a, a differently tuned guitar like slightly different tuned guitar and i i know certain frequencies resonate with like the human like psyche and flesh differently but i don't know how actually like pinpoint things are to uh, like cause something um inhuman or or like magical I, I don't know how to phrase it right um because like there's there's so much sound disruption from other things you know if you were in a in a quick chamber where everything is fucking silent and you can hear your like blood rushing through your ears then that'll probably do some crazy shit to you but like you got cars passing you got wind you got ac you got the fans you got a dog in the back, like you're in the car listening to it. Like I would say like it, it probably resonates at a more pleasant frequency. Um, and because of, because you feel better, like physically you might think better. Uh, but I, I wouldn't like disregard all the hip hop because it's quote unquote tuned to a certain thing. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. That could be a CIA ops, you know. They got in early and they they got all the hip hop. I don't know. I think that's what this guy was getting at. Yeah, and <laughs> and I've I've heard certain like certain similar things about like the Travis Scott situation where Oh, yeah. 
people want to make that so like occult ish. Yeah, they they're just like begging for something to be Illuminati or whatever. Right, and we live through that. I mean, I live. I remember when I was in high school and like Jay Z and Rockefeller were Illuminati, and that's why they (laughs) did the rock. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I I remember it all, and it was fun, I guess, to look up. But now to think like, which I mean, it's the same. I mentioned Q a little earlier. Like the idea that people are drinking baby blood or whatever for shit. I'm like, I just don't believe that. So like, and I, I think people throw that shit in there so that everyone in that group looks crazy. But whenever I hear that, I'm like, well, you're fucking a lunatic. If you truly believe they're fucking bleeding babies and shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't get, there. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of complexity. Um, <laughs> I, I think people want to have like a big reveal to believe in because movies and books and all this other stuff have told them so right um so everyone wants the afterlife the same sort of deal not to get too deep into it but someone posted on one of my tweets (laughs) today about like i think it all makes sense in the afterlife and i'm like and that's why people believe uh because that they need it you know if not they don't want to make it it now how you gonna you're right and i'm not saying i could deal with it but uh there was this big tragedy that just happened in the town i'm in like yesterday and and a lot of people have been bringing up a lot of religious shit and i'm not trying to like push you to talk about religion if you didn't want to but i just i'm like it is good for this moment you know and for me i can explain it as like it's just physics and the way something happens you know but for other people they need it to be like a a sign or like yeah there's there's a plan right yeah Yeah. and i've and I've never needed that part of it. Yeah, I, I don't like when people say like, there's a reason for everything. Everything happens for a reason in the context that uh, an effect has happened and we don't know the cause of it. Like, like why, why did this happen? I don't know why this has happened. Whereas most of the time, like we are the cause and effector of our own actions and consequences. And even when things are accidents, like things, like things happen. Right. You know, like cancer didn't just show up. You didn't just fucking, you know, crash into that tree because you had too many tequila shots or whatever. Like I I had a friend fucking crash his fucking car into another car just because he was trying to swipe a spider that was crawling on his passenger seat, you know, but he didn't have to swipe at it. There's nobody in the passenger seat. Right. I remember, just, a, you know, like, yeah, I had a friend we, who, we uh, make our own consequences, wrecked his truck because a bee flew in his truck, you know, and then he yeah. was like swiping at it. And I remember that it was, and he, he wrecked into like a culvert, you know, just him. So no one else was involved or whatever. But I remember his excuse me, like I had to, a bee was in the truck. And I was like, I mean, you didn't have to. <laughs> that was all I mean, my thought. Are like, you allergic to bees? Yeah. Like, and he might've like, been, but even then I'd still be like, well, you could have like come to a stop and I don't know. Right. I've never like, been in the situation. Impulse. Yeah. Well, I mean, things are impulsive. We don't always have time to think. I'm not like, I'm not saying everything would be perfect if everybody just stopped to think for a second because you don't have time. You don't have the information. You don't know what you're dealing with, you know? Um, but most of the time, like we, we made that thing happen, whatever it was. Like it was, and it may not have been you specifically, but like I say, we as like a, a human collective. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, a lot of people just, I think they're, they spend a lot of time looking for who to blame. And I do think a lot of people have caused, you know, lots of suffering or whatever, but I don't, I I do eventually try to remind myself because I'm a very pessimistic person in nature. I think that's why, like, I think I'm depressive. Other people may not. I'm just 
just kind of pessimistic. Uh, but I try to remind myself, like, uh, you, you have more control, you know, and all that. Like, just, you know, I got to give myself the talks. Like, I actually don't get mad at the happy people on Twitter because I kind of like it. You know, I like y'all's motivational <laughs> selves. I'm just not that way. But there are times I see it. I'm like, hey, you know, what? you got a point, man. I'll heart this shit today, I guess. But I guess, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll crack a smile. Right, man. I I had posted a a tweet the other day. <clears throat> of course, it's in like all caps, and it it's just like a sample chop from one of my songs that I have coming up. Um, and it's it's sampling Eric Thomas, who's like a motivational speaker who was bigger back when I was in high school. Um, and it was the the quote was on on lines with something like. Uh, until you've looked in the mirror and like blame yourself and like, you know, you can't actually face your problems or something like that. And like people really came at me for that. And like, Oh, see, I completely kind of agree with that. People. I don't know. Right. Right. It's just like, what, why would you think I'm like actually yelling at you or, or like why it's, it's interesting to see which things feel directed at people. And uh, I think that just kind of like shows who they are instead of like what I'm doing. But it, it always comes back to bite me somehow. Right. I just, I mean, in, in general, because I, I don't enjoy the internet. I've enjoyed the internet less and less as time goes on, but I need it because I am an internet rapper. Damn it. And that's all I got, but you got to get out here, bro. I know. And, uh, you know, I'll convince the lot to take a vacation to Nashville and I'll sneak off <laughs> and we'll panhandle on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, what I try to do is I try to think about it. So like, uh, you know, this will briefly touch on, I know like some issues you have with some listeners or whatever, but, uh, same with oh, them. Let's go. With, Ring the bell. Yeah. With them or any playlisters that exist in the world. Cause I, I know for instance, you bragged about being on a playlist, but then like a week later, it might've been the same scenario. So I, I go to these playlist sites and I submit my songs to playlists and I don't know any of these people. You know, and if they decline my song, so be it. If they accept it, so be it. And then I'll look at how many plays they get. Some playlists get no plays. Some get a lot of plays. But I just can't worry about it. I just can't like if I did, you know, that would be odd. And then for the fact of like, well, some of them I know on through Internet friends and some I don't. That shouldn't matter. You know, like I'm I want anyone to play my songs and put them on a playlist and do whatever. So that's kind of the way I approach it, you know, of like, well, I don't need a it'll put it out there if someone likes it cool if someone doesn't cool it's probably not going to change because i've been making music so long i do know i will be making music or would be even if no one was listening you know eventually i'm sure i'll quit because i'll get too old um maybe i don't know i don't really know what the age limit on hip-hop is these days but i'm sure i'm past it <laughs> uh but you know that's just kind of my take like in general on the internet i put my stuff out there people want to partake that's awesome if they don't cool so like you said some people want to use this podcast or get on it i'm all for that like i think some people are great on this podcast you know they bring something to it that i'm like yeah awesome it's all give anyone kind of a shot but there are people that never come back because it's like well i don't know maybe i'm using them you know maybe that's me being mean but uh these are just sort of my overall general creative thoughts, you know, about how I'm handling my internet persona, I guess. Um, but, and right. it's also strange because uh, I, I'm kind of too, I am me, you know, like it's not a, a front, if you will. And people have told me, like, I don't just say like, I like everyone's song on the music thing. That's why I have skinny here to say he likes all the songs, right. you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's, like it's his part of it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I don't think you're too negative. I do think people take you as negative though. I, I do agree with you on that. You posted that today um, where you, you shared that. And then people's using, you said 
took that one negative. But I think in general, probably people probably do think you're negative for some reason. I don't, I think you more as like, you're like the motivational guy, just not with the positivity, you know? You're yeah, like, well, it's just like, I, I may make you face something that you don't want to face or think about something you don't want to think about. And it's most of the time, I don't care what the fucking answer is because it's not for me. If I like, if I, you know, phrase a question on Twitter, that's just like for the general public, I don't need a, answer from you it's more like what's the answer for yourself and if you get mad at it well then <laughs> what why did you get mad at it that that's what you should be addressing right as far as the uh as far as the playlist stuff goes like it if you know 90 to 95 percent of all of your streams are coming from a single source that that would bother me like that that that's what bothers me it doesn't matter if the playlist gets, you know, a million plays or five plays. But if all of my overall streams are coming from a single source, that bothers me because that is, is messing up my metrics in ways that makes it harder for me to actually track how I'm growing, you know, because like you can look at a, a streaming number and be like, oh, I have, you know, 500,000 plays. Cool. But like, what does that actually do? for you if that's the only song that has that and you've got 30 other songs that are out and it'll fluctuate between you know 100 to 100,000 plays like that throws off the metric of what streams actually start meaning and so we can't go by streams anymore we have to start going by like followers well if you're having you know 40,000 followers hit your account within two days and then it plateaus for seven months and then that shit drops back off 40,000 followers out of nowhere like that starts throwing off that metric like well what how why why did that happen in the first place and then how did it fall off that's a whole conversation in itself but then that throws off how you start measuring followers because followers start to not mean anything either so you have to start going by saves you see where i'm going like it's it's devaluing the metric of how an artist can use to grow. Like right. streams themselves don't really mean anything. If there's, you know, not a lot of people listening to it. If you have a hundred million streams, but only 10 people are actually listening to it. Like that doesn't mean anything. Like it, to me, it's all about knowing how you measure your growth, not success. Cause that's a whole different conversation, but like, Going back to thinking like a label, we have to think about like how would I manage omniscient art? How would I promote him? How would I measure his growth? Like, how would I understand how him if these are all messy? Like, you couldn't even think of directions if the information you're having is is skewed somehow. And that that's what what bothers me is because there's so much information in your numbers if you really take a deep dive into it because like you can go into even locations you know and like figure out where you want to start planning tours and where you want to start like showing up in places like if all of those numbers get skewed then you just work in blind again and those numbers don't mean anything they may mean something to somebody else like on the outside who sees that you have 100 million streams and that's fucking cool as shit but if you as an artist don't understand how to grow 100 million to a billion streams, then like, what what are you doing with those numbers? 
for they're, sure. They're just to- they're toys. Like they don't mean anything. Right. Well, I, I would say if I was submitting to no playlist at all, like to any like, you know, user created playlist, then I think that would make more sense. But if you're ever going to submit to any user created playlist, I think that comes with the territory of people are going to do whatever, bought their playlist. Yeah, do something. Absolutely. I mean, so like if the idea is like, we'll just get yourself out of that. I mean, I would, I'm okay with that idea. You know, like I'm, I think I'm definitely fall more to the artist creative side, but I will say mo once I get, if I get paid for the streams, they're real enough, I guess, you know, if they're figuring out a way to do that, but Spotify is kind of broke. And I think every major artist buys streams, at least that's what a lot of reports are. So it does seem like independent artists are shooting themselves in the foot by holding on to this idealistic view, which of course, like I do as well. You know, like I, I also kind of sort of, I I also think that like, we can't, we can't base ourselves off of what, you know, majors are doing because it doesn't matter what they do. It will be hot tomorrow. It'll be on the billboard top a hundred for fucking four weeks. Like it doesn't matter what they do. Fucking Lil Wayne could shit on the track and like people would still fucking buy it. I know. Um, and it comes on my goddamn discover or release like, radar. I, and I'm like, fuck. I, I, I got, I got in a playlist that I felt like was being botted. And my, um, what is it? my related artist has, has been fucked up ever since. Like that's, that's an algorithm in Spotify that has, pegged me to those artists in in that playlist that i felt like was being bonded even though i'm not even in that playlist anymore i'm still stuck with that and so i've had to get in other playlists and push other music and get my music out in different ways just to start altering that and because of that i've seen spotify push my music into more like uh what like spotify radio type type deals um like playlist stuff because i got out of that but like a broken algorithm that was tied to that botted playlist. Right. That like, that's, that's also what had worried me because before I started doing all this other stuff, my music wasn't getting pushed by Spotify into anybody's like, uh, artist radio. And now it has been just because I I'm changing all this other thing. See, I've been placing a couple other artists, radios stuff where like I'm on their song, but none of my own songs. And then I'm like, why don't I have a goddamn radio station? But, you know, I don't try to worry about it too much. Also, I think uh, Apple, I would like to get the like artists for Apple Music to see that stuff because I've, I've never looked at those stats. But yeah, I, I mean, they have a thing. But I, I have a few like in real life friends who use Apple Music. And so like once they and they're under the impression when I'm posting stuff, it's only Spotify. And then I have to tell them, like, go search your fucking Apple Music. Y'all realize it's the same service like they have the same shit and then you know then i'll have to like show them in person where my artist shit is so uh you know i, I do think pushing other streaming services would be cool i would love to switch from spotify Absolutely. to uh may if i had an apple phone i'd maybe switch to apple music but i'm android gang probably for life maybe not we'll see um and title everyone talks up like it's great and it pays you great but for my payouts title it only it hasn't been that great. But then again, I know most of my payouts are from Spotify from playlists, you know? So, yeah, I I think again, it really just depends on how you want to measure your metrics and how you want to measure your growth and how you want to get like people aboard. I don't think, I don't think like cutting one off for the other should be right. really a question, you know, for like, sure. If well, you want to listen on Apple, listen on Apple. I don't give a fuck. Like it's, it's the same music. You know, um, I will say for I, me that I measure my growth personally, this podcast and music and anything else by people DMing me and being like, hey, so and so song was great. 
And I know that's like weird and people would be like, I would never DM someone. And I wouldn't, for instance, probably ever DM a random fucking person. But like when that happens, I'm like, well, that's fucking cool. This person, like I rather don't know or barely know or just hit me up out of nowhere because they like that song. Like that means way more to me than like a hundred thousand plays on some yeah. fucking song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, for me, growth is going to go back to like people and how many people show up. Right. Not just for a show, but just like for a cause, whatever the cause is. Even if it's not for me, like how many people are going to show up? Well, and I would even say a part of it, not to get too much into the internet shit again, because I'm trying to hate it more. But I mean, when like you post your album or whatever and your release date, like I don't, I'd never ask, I don't ask people to pre-save. I include the pre-save link, but I, I kind of find the pre-saving stuff to be annoying personally, but I understand it's supposed to like factor into some shit, some algorithms, but I just think seeing people ask every fucking day to pre-save, they're going to get to whatever number. There's yeah. something about it that I just don't like, and I can't put my finger on you it. You already... I don't like pre-saves in that in that kind of sense where you're just spamming because you're not you keep asking for stuff. You're not adding value to anything. You just keep asking them and asking them and asking them to do something. Even if they've already done it, you, right. you like you're still presenting yourself like you're asking for something and you're asking them to do something that they don't even know what they're getting into yet. They're just you know But there they, are these doing it they, Go ahead. Yeah, I say that, but there are these pools of people and they do it and and their friends do it like rather like they reshare it and they do all this stuff. And right. I try to tell myself like, but I, I'm not that type of person, but whenever I share mine of like, Hey, I got a album coming out. If you want to pre-save it, cool. If not, whatever. When like three people like it, you know, it's hard not to feel some type of way that when you see your three likes, even though I have like 4,000 followers, but they're all fucking fake robot people. <laughs> and, but only three people can like my shit. And then someone else that has like hundreds of likes, you know, on like the most stupid shit where you're like, Oh, cause it doesn't really matter. It's like people like people, yeah. I guess. Right. And it's all popularity and Absolutely. people just don't like me or whatever. Like not trying to get too sad about, it, but like it is just different. So you're like, well, it's just how it is. You know, you can't feel it's, some type of way. I, I think it gets hard to to pitch something on the internet when they don't when people don't know what they're getting into. Like if you're like save my album and I don't know what it sounds like or what you sound like based off the post or your pinned comment or tweet or whatever like I'm not going to really dig that deep if I don't care that much. Just like if I only see the the pre-save my album post and there's nothing for me to listen to or look at or get a glimpse into what I'm getting myself into. Like, how is that? How's that going to work? Right. And it, it works because people like people, right? Yeah. That, like that's the only reason it works, but you could amplify that if you did X, Y, and Z, you know, like, well, not, not asking as much as giving and showing and not revealing anything. But like, I feel like if people just do better at, at building the hype, then, the pre-save becomes less annoying. Right. Like if the beat, for instance, was shown up or something to know of why you'd want to pre-save it. But here's the thing is like, everyone's going to pre-save the song regardless, you know, of certain people. And so there isn't a reasoning for it, but I get what you're, what you're saying. <clears throat> it's kind of like also like, a. You're already giving someone their flowers kind of before the song's out. Like you haven't even heard it. You haven't even been able to say like, oh, it is good. And I get some people are going to say all songs are good. Um, but I, I like the thing like CJ Jones new album came out and when he was making it and the all bad song came back, I was like, bro, this is the fucking shit. 
And I'm not saying that about every song, you know, so like he knew I was honest, you know, like I'm telling the truth, like this is the one, you know, like this has got to be your single. And then whenever his album came out, plenty of people were like that, that song was the one, you know, and they all agreed. And now maybe it's just because we have similar tastes or whatever. But like, I just think that's more valuable than someone who likes everything, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think it's good to have super fans and like people who will undoubtedly do anything for you. That's good, right? I I think there's just like a balance that people should understand. And like, I can't tell you where the balance is. It's different for everyone. But right. like, understand the balance between giving value with something and asking for something. And I feel like a lot of fucking people ask for shit. Right. Like, don't actually give value other than the song itself. And like, that shit was already coming out anyway. You know, like... <laughs> Right. Well, I think I could have waited two more days for the same fucking value. I mean, collabing with an artist to me is like the ultimate, you know, the last step of it all uh, is when shit gets real or whatever. And so like certain people are easy to work with and some people are not. And I'm sure you have way more experience being, you know, in a studio, but being over the Internet um, is its own experience, you know, like. Oh, my God, it's so much worse on the Internet, bro. (laughs) And I think like. So I think I took a big step mixing wise from Internet Friends three to four. And there is a thing I did on three where I had like a compressor just over like on the master bus to kind of glue it all or whatever the fuck I was trying to do at the time, which I don't do now. And I'm sure that played a part. Plus just other random shit I do. But I do know when I get some of these verses back, I, I my standard is so much higher. I know it's going to be even tougher to mix Internet Friends for, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I'm already re- I'm like god damn it you know i'm already kind of regretting it now the person who had the worst or had one of the worst two mics on the last one they sent me a song that sounds way better now like their new setup so i have faith that it's going to be better overall but i just know how much time i put into my solo album and that was just my one mic source you know and i spent like over a month car testing it and just mixing it and shit so uh i'm not looking forward to it but i I am that's something i wanted to talk to you about actually man like (laughs) I wouldn't put so much faith in the car test. Like I see the pile of CDs you have and I feel like that's just a little bit of a waste to be honest with you, bro. Like, well, I don't have an only, aux. If I had an aux cord, I would just you, put no, it on no, my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the whole car test in general. Like I don't rely. I use a car test as, as the last thing to listen to after we already have the master. Like I don't even test it on the car anymore just because so many people have different car speakers that I'm I'm not about to compare what I have in my system to, you know, what fucking Phil has in his car, which is, you know, two little tweeters. I like, want everyone with an 06 factory system Toyota right, right. No. <laughs> to hear what I envision. And that's the only way you can get the true artist just, vision. Bro, for real, just use your monitors. Use your your laptop speakers or your computer speakers if you got them. I mean, use really, some good headphones, use some bad headphones. Like, well, I really use all of them, obviously. Uh, yeah, it just what happens is while I'm because for my job, I drive around, I have to drive around to different schools and fix shit. And so it is a way for me to do music work while I'm at real work. So, you know, like I'll that day (laughs) while I'm driving around, I have my notes open on my phone and I make notes. It's normally just volume and leveling shit because I'm not like I don't really know how to mix. It's just all like, I don't know, me trying my best. And I write down shit like uh verse needs to w- widen and i don't even know what i mean by that but like i know like 
And there's yeah, a lot. You know what you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. You know what you mean. I know what I mean, but other people would read my notes and maybe not know what I mean. I guess is what I I'm know, trying to say. I know what you mean. Yeah, and uh, or I'll be like, "Ooh, I think you should notch out uh, the lower end of the EQ of this instrument." And like, I don't know. I just yeah, put, I just make stupid You're fucking notes. like an engineer, bro. That's all you're doing, right? And so I do that all day in my car, and then whenever I get into my computer, you know, with my monitors that are fucking more expensive than my car, almost, I'm like, uh. Yeah, let's listen to this shit. And then I make the changes, but while listening on the monitor, so I'm not like, you know, but I do go off the notes from the car and then I'm trying to redo it. Well, let's still make it sound good on the monitors. Oh, let me throw on the headphones for a minute. Bro, you just had like 30 fucking CDs next to you in one picture. And I was like, oh my God, this is hurting my heart. Yeah. So that was like a <laughs> month worth of me doing that. Now it's like an hour just walking out to the car. <laughs> yeah. And there was uh, definitely times where i'm like and this is the last one but then i'll listen and like one song has like one I, part and i'm like nope nope i gotta go fix that one i burn another cd oh my god uh and then like i got cj jones verse and he he records on this road microphone that's like so fucking crisp that it like i really always had to like make sure my shit sounds really crisp next to his and then it got to this you know you'll get like in a loudness war between verses where his just kept yeah, sounding yeah. louder but i didn't want to just like turn mine up because then that's all gonna be louder than all the other songs on the i, I it just turns into this whole fucking you get it but it yeah, just i mean it happens make it darker and turn his down yeah that's what you gotta do i think you can always tell who's who mixes or whose song it is because their verse is always louder so i try to do the opposite i always try to make mine <laughs> less loud than the other person's that's uh, that's, funny. that's like the, I mean I'll I'll do collabs with people but if I'm not mixing it or something I always know like yeah my shit's not gonna be loud enough but it's fun it's whatever <laughs> yeah bro all, all my next songs are collabs with people except maybe like one or two um, yeah when all, when's that, all your music coming out Uh, so we have Phil's album coming out January 7th or something it's like the first or second Friday of uh, January uh, and I produced his whole album and I got a feature on there. Um, and that, that whole fucking album is fucking phenomenal, bro. Like that, that album is the best piece of work I have ever worked on without a doubt. It's not even mine. Um, and then I have a single coming out the next week and then we're trying to with a few other artists that are quote on the label to where, um, we can pretty much drop a song every week or two um, from the quote unquote label and push that all together until somebody else drops. So that takes a lot of pressure off of one person to drop, you know, every month or every two weeks or whatever. Like that's, that's kind of the plan. And so I have stuff coming out with like Keenan, Keenan Victor, uh, T Illuminati, Nate G4E, um, Luke's produced some stuff. Got a producer name of G Smooth, who produced the next one, uh, Ace. Um, my cousin Roots producing for us. Just a lot of cool stuff happening, bro. But like my my biggest thing is uh Phil's album that's coming out on the seventh. Yeah, you've been talking about it a while. Uh bro, yeah. we've been working on it for like two or three years. See if he's if he's a friendly guy, he could call on the podcast, you know. We'll see. Oh, he he's probably one of the best guys I know. So he'll he'll definitely be able to do this. Um and then Keenan Victor, I'd sent a beat pack at one time and he accepted it, but then he hit me up and said he wasn't doing it, which I don't really hold hard feelings. I'm saying all this so people know I really hold no hard feelings. Because yeah. I tell at the end of all my emails about doing collabs, I'm like, if you don't want to, 
no pressure because I get it. Like I turn down collabs and shit all the time. You know, I'm like, I just ain't for me. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I, I do know of him. And then if any way I can get Tilo Minotti on Internet Friends 4, that'd be dope. That's like been my favorite dude of your friends for a long time. So Man, we got to work on goes in. Tilo yeah. goes in. Uh, May G4E is on this next one with me. Um, it's called Ace and uh, G Smooth produced it. But it, like, it's just, it sounds so good, bro. Like, my music is, is getting more movement into it rather than just being like the boom bap style that I feel like everyone's got to like box me into. Um, and not movement and like dancing, just more fun right? with the flow, I guess. And not, again, not like partying or anything, but like music should not make you fucking stand still. <laughs> like, right. I should not be a stiff fucking bore listening to your shit. It just, sh- it shouldn't. If like, if it's going to be like that, just speak to me or like I will say I think a writer. the biggest improvement in my own personal music is that like most beats I make will have me doing some sort of dance right and I don't dance I'm not the dancing type but like like any beat I make I can do like some sort of my god like, oh, I feel it I feel like and I to me that is like the 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 test now right like right. if it's good right. or not like does it have some groove in there like I actually this kind of touched back we t- talked about earlier I was remaking all these beats right and there's one beat i had in my store for two years so anyone had the fucking chance to buy it god damn it and uh <laughs> i did very minimal changes to it but i was like i've always loved this beat i'm keeping this and then like the next day i just freestyled the song uh and i haven't freestyled in like a decade right and it's not good it's just about smoking weed and and doing dab breaks and shit like it's not nothing fucking fantastic well, that's like the written anyway right exactly it sounds like <laughs> you wouldn't know the difference but like you can tell uh that it's a free because it's so relaxed and i'm just like having yeah. fun and it's so addicting like i listen to it every day and it makes me dance and like that's just not me and i'm like dancing listening to this goddamn song and every day i'm like i need to put this out like i don't know if i can wait till a solo album like this is so See, that's, good that's what people don't want to fucking understand and like that's what has changed like that was one of the biggest changes for me because before i came here and into nashville and got a round ship i was such a fucking elitist of hip-hop which and like a gatekeeper of some shit that i should have never been gatekeeping in the fucking first place but like I would say this and that is bad and like these people suck and this is trash and all this other shit just because like they did a certain thing or rapped a certain way or made certain types of music like you get into it and understand how these songs are made and the fun that is had around making the song like you don't like this the song itself almost doesn't even matter and that's why like mixing in hip hop is so different than mixing in pop music because hip hop just wants to get out. Hip hop's all about moments. Like a song could be here tomorrow, but while it's here, like we're fucking having the time of our life. Like, bro, when like Drake's one dance came out, like that had a chokehold on everybody. Like, right. Or Hotline Bling. I remember thinking, it, like, no anything, way this is going to blow up. And it did. <laughs> bro, when, when, when Wayne dropped Lollipop or something, or oh, like, God, that was when, I, when Kanye dropped like, heart, like Heartless, like, bro, like, well, I like. Anything. I want to talk about both those moments quickly because you just touch on them. Go for uh, it. You see what I'm saying though? Like, Lil Wayne was my favorite 
rapper since about the Carter one. I mean, honestly, since Cash Money days, because my older cousin, I hung out with my older cousin who, you know, all of his friends, and they listened to a bunch of Cash Money shit. And Lil Wayne was the youngest person in Cash Money, so I just liked him. But then the Carter one came out with that. This is the Carter. Hold on to your daughters or whatever. Like I just that was my shit, right? I just thought it was so good. And uh, I love Lil Wayne. And then when Lollipop happened, that was that moment he like went mainstream. And it was like, I got defensive. Like, y'all don't love Lil Wayne like I love Lil Wayne. You know, like you got all <laughs> fucking weird about it. And then Kanye, I loved uh, from the moment I heard it through the wire. Like I just instantly was like, I loved his voice. And uh, I really liked him up until like uh, 808s and Heartbreaks. Like I just, I didn't like, and that's what everyone else was like. And that's when I fell in love with Kanye. And I'm like, and that's when I kind of checked out of Kanye until Yeezus. And then I was back, you know, but like most people have the exact opposite journey with Kanye. So, but that's what makes everyone yeah. different, you know? Kanye is a whole anomaly in himself. Like, there, there's no explaining. Like, I don't, I can't even, can't even start with that. I don't even know where to go. Yeah, I understand. But, uh, <laughs> but fucking like, music, man. That's kind, of, that's kind of my moment where, like, rap, rap is so different than trying to mix, like, a rock record or something because a, a whole rock record you could spend two years making and it'll, it'll last for two fucking years. You know, it'll last for three years after it comes out. Whereas a song in hip hop may only last for a month or two. Yeah. Which is fine because you're going to have another song coming out. Um, and it's just how we're digesting music. Like it's just kind of changing. Like there's not a lot of songs that are really sticking with people, even if they really like the fucking song. Like there's some songs that I used to listen to fucking religiously five years ago that I could still, you know, recite every single word, but I haven't heard it. Yeah, you know, two right. years or whatever. Yeah, and I always wonder if that's just like getting older or whatever. You know, because if you look at my Spotify oh, like yeah, songs, absolutely. it's just like a bunch of shit I loved in high school and college, and then after that, <laughs> it's like not right. as many songs get added to the playlist. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, people people grow. People like it's just how we we change, and not just as an individual, but like as. And you I bring know, up humans. this rapper way too much, but I know at one point in time you were like, send me songs that you think are mixed really well. So I'm going to mention this to you so you to check it out if you have it. Code of the Friend has a song out called Needs that I'm like obsessed with. It's like number one on my personal playlist. I listen to it yeah, all the time. Cool. And uh, I don't know if I've heard that one, but Code is cool. Yeah, I don't know why I like him so much because like he is my favorite. I mean, like easily my favorite rapper right now. I listen, like he's just very inspirational. My music sounds nothing like his, but for whatever reason, it like I listen to that and then I can make music, you know, or whatever. It's and, like very relaxed. Right. And uh, very comfortable. But in needs, he has this thing about that the mixing I think so good. And I don't know if this is a mixed choice or like just a production choice, but like it waits until like three minutes into the song until this like sci-fi keyboard comes in, but just like barely, you know, like it just kind of like crescents up in the background and leaves. And like every time it happens, like I get filled with joy of like, fuck, how do they wait so long? How do they wait so long for something so good? And like I've tried to explain that to other non-music makers and they look at me like what is wrong with you? Like, what do you mean? Like, why does that make you feel anything? You're like, I don't, I can't explain it. I just can't. Yeah. I mean, you just, I would say you're just like growing as a producer and engineer. You can not only hear things, but like understand like what's happening and right. Start to, to, uh, you know, like reverse engineer what's happening really, even if it's not to recreate the exact sound it's to understand why you felt that way with that thing yeah like something i did i'm very proud of this so i'll admit all my cheating here of uh foreign whip i spit that hook just at my table here with no beat 
and it came in at like 190 BPM, but that's way too fast of me just saying it. So I stretched it down to like 130 or whatever the fuck that song's at. That's why my voice sounds all cool and low. And <laughs> I was obsessed with this song called Broke Bitch by the Tiny Meat Gang or Tiny Meat Boys, whatever the fuck their name is. And so I just listened to that song and was like, how do I make a beat like that? And that's what that's exactly how I made that beat was I just listened to another song and then did like my version of it. And like people love it. I mean, like that's everyone's favorite song off the album. So um, I'm like, hey, I guess that works. Like there is something to that. But there was a time I probably would never even thought of doing something like that, because how would I how would I remake a beat? You know, that would have been so crazy. Uh, I mean, there's so many different ways to like understand music you know one of the the probably the best things that i did like my first sort of engineering was take songs that i like and put them into pro tools and you know uh label them out to where like this is when the hook started this is when the verse dropped in this was the build-up like really dissect what the parts were and like why i like those parts and everything and that helped with sampling too right um but the arrangement of a song is so, so important. I think people like kind of disregard that at the intermediate level. Yeah, I, I definitely like need to right work on that. Yeah, because I, I get, I fall in the trap of like intro verse, fuck yeah, a hook, same. fuck a hook. You know, it'll just play four bars and we'll go back to another. Ver- like, I just can't. Yeah, it, it's hard to get yeah. into that mindset. But yeah, once you really like, if you add like a bridge to a song, you know, it's like so fucking crazy in today's world. Uh, but it really does help, you know, do stuff like that or just with the dynamics yeah. of it all. Yeah. And, and even in like the verse, making like, you know, ad libs help or effects help or doing stuff in the beat, like dropping the drums out or filtering something out or, you know, whatever, just something in the arrangement to help the song go along. So it's not just the same fucking loop. Right. Over and, and, over and, over and that'll again. lead us uh, to the last thing I want to talk about here is you'll be on internet friends four, and you'll probably have the craziest mixed song. You know, I might have yeah, to send it to, to you. you. Like when we were talking about movement, bro, I was about to ask you like what you thought of the movement on our song. I mean, I think it's crazy. I like it a lot. I think it'll take a couple listens because you know there are so many crazy effects happening. But I mean, why not? Why not have people listen Man, a couple times? I showed that to Keenan and Mike, and they were like, "Bro, this is some rage shit." Like, <laughs> you're going off. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is. Uh, so the thing I like and but it's also difficult about the internet friend series is I let, you know, y'all start the songs and I try to like match the energy. And I do think I'm decent at that, but I'm, I really got to like come with it, you know, on this one, you know? So it's just like, we'll see, we'll see what I do. Like I'll have to, we gonna have to get you some blow, some shark testosterone, some steroids. Like, bro, we're going to have to get you mad or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. We'll get something going. Make you watch. I'm going to kick a puppy in front of you or something. Like you got to get angry. Yeah, so we'll try to get the angry raps, uh, talk some shit. I mean, I know I can get in the talk shit mode, but I just, you know, Absolutely. I'll get stuck there. You know, like, I'll, that's what happens is I'll get in some yeah. mode, get some there. Uh, it's a safe space for you to be mad at. Like, for sure. That, that's how I see it. A safe space for you to write mad raps. Right. Well, I, I do think uh, something I used to talk about when I first started rapping is that there's always like this invisible person you're talking shit to, you know, and there's like always this. <laughs> There's a hater out there that you can just reference that hater because they're saying this that they may not have ever said, but it's a target, right? It's just a target. That's all it is. It is a fun way of doing it. Um, But all right, man, you got anything else before uh, we wrap this up here? Uh, All I got to say is follow me on Instagram. I'm Arts. 
Tech fills album out on January 7th, and I got another single coming out the following Friday. Other than that, Mo, thank you for having me on. Of course, man. And yeah, send us the, you know, your song Ace closer to the time it comes out. I think we're going to do one music episode in December, but then after, I think just one more, and then we'll have, you know, January and all that shit. But um, yeah, man, thanks for uh, being on. Cool. Appreciate it. Peace, brother. Circus Olay. <laughs> <laughs> Eight of the, the Mo makes beats.